Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopel, and as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of my Cincinnati Bearcats. All right, guys, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, if you found the show, do your favor, hit that like and subscribe button. I am stuck. <laughs> I moved up a little bit. At 597, I'm so close to 600. Now I'm stuck there because I've been on vacation. So I haven't seen you guys in a week. I missed you. How you, how you been doing? Everything good? Everything cool? Everything great? You know, lots of stuff happened while I was gone. Shocking. Baseball, thank God, is back. They're going to start play July 23rd with a 60-game season. Now, this is all pending the pandemic, and they haven't released a schedule yet or anything. I think that they are waiting till all the players report, which they are reporting this week. And try to find out how many of them have the COVID-19 virus. So, I think that kind of depends on how bad it is, I guess, before they uh, do a season or a schedule. But I'm very excited. Baseball is back. This is a good thing. NBA is back. They're starting July 30th. Their training camps will be starting, I think, this week or very, very soon. The NHL, they're going to restart uh, their training camps are scheduled to open July 10th. Uh, they don't have a date of when the season will start yet. I think they're still trying to figure out where they're going to play and how many different places they're going to play. But baseball, the Reds, we're finally going to get to see this team that I have been waiting all year. I mean, longer than I wanted to wait to see them. Now, I released um, oh, the Bengals, Bengals. Reds released their their roster for guys that are going to be uh, training at GABP. And one name, a couple names I thought that was interesting that was not on there is uh, Akito, the Punisher. Uh, he wasn't on the roster. So uh, I know he did not have a very good spring. So I'm assuming that's why he's not on there. But I'm pretty sure he's going to be on the taxi squad and all that. Now, with baseball back... And there are players that are opting out, which I have no problem with that. If you don't want to go and play, you know, that's fine. I understand there's a pandemic going on and lots of stuff happening. So um, if they can afford to do that, which not every player can afford to do that. So some can, a lot of them can't. So I'm pretty sure everybody's going to play that wants to play. It's going to be really, really interesting, and I think a lot of fun. I mean, we're at 60 games in, what, two months? I mean, it's going to be a breakneck pace. Now, I've said this on past shows for when they start baseball season, that you have got to get off to a really good start. The Reds cannot do what they did at the beginning of last year and go 1-8. and eight. They need to go like 8-1, and one. <laughs> the exact opposite. Because if they start one and eight, it's over. They're gonna be buried. It just go. There's not enough games to make that up. I mean, there wasn't enough games last year to make it up. <laughs> so it's really, really important that the Reds 
get off to a great start. And I think they have a great shot at winning this thing. Um, just with the players they have. And the other good thing is, is well, I was good. I mean, I don't, baseball purists don't like the DH. I used to not like the DH, but I've come around to, it's like, it's there. It's not going away. We're going to get to use it this year in the NHL, or NHL, <laughs> in the National League. Now, one thing I've said, it's kind of hard to add something for one year and then take it away the next. Now, I know this is a completely different, a weird year than any time we've ever had in baseball history. But my opinion is, once you let the National League have the DH, it's going to stay. But I could be wrong. But the good thing is the Reds are pretty much developed to have a DH. I mean, one of the things that we're talking about, you know, in spring training and everything is, how is David Bell going to get all these guys to bats and everything? Well, he's got another uh, order, in the, uh, uh, spot in the batting order now. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see. I don't think there's going to be one guy that's going to be the DH. I mean, I know somebody posted on uh, Reds country, I think it was, that they're like, oh, well, it's pretty easy. We're, we're going to put Cassiano to first base and Joey Votto is going to be DH, like all the time. Like, okay, let me think here. Cassianos has gotten better at his defense, but Joey Votto is a pretty daggone good defensive first baseman. So I think Cassianos is probably going to more likely be RDH. Now, his defense has gotten better, but he is the one that his defense is the most suspect. So I can see him being the DH most of the time. But like I said, I think as many games as they're going to squeeze in, I think they're going to have a rotation and just keep rolling it around. And, you know, David Bell, he's not going to stick with one thing. He's, yeah, that's that's the way he manages. He's going to put guys here, put guys there. Put, you know, he's going to move things around. So I'm very excited to see baseball. I wish they'd let us go to the games, but that's not going to happen. But we got sports coming. Like I said, once it starts happening, they're all coming back. NBA's getting ready to start. Like I said, NHL's getting ready to start. And the cool thing about the NBA and the NHL, well, the NHL, whenever they have a start to their season, they have a start to training camp, but not to their season yet, they're rolling right in to the playoffs. Now, the funny thing, I heard this on uh, while I was on vacation. Now, they already did the NHL lottery, and they've got, I think, four teams. I think that's right, that got to win so many games to get into the, to the playoffs. And the way the lottery balls bounced, whichever team doesn't make the playoffs that is actually playing in the restart, they're the first team, basically the first team out. That team has won the number one pick in the NHL draft, which is really, really interesting. So the teams that they're not allowed to play, like I know the Red Wings is one of them, the Kings I think is another one. They're they they can't play for it's going to be. Six, seven months before they start, before they play again until the uh, 2020, 2021 season. So they're going to have this long stretch of not playing. And plus, they don't even get the number one pick. The teams who get to play, one of those teams is going to get the number one pick. So I thought that was really interesting how that fell. Now, a lot of the NBA players and, and baseball players are, you know, thinking that we shouldn't play because of the pandemic and they're scared. And, and so a lot of NBA players are, are, are wanting to think about not playing and and staying back and uh, going on with the social justice thing. But 
Well, the NBA is going to do, which I think is pretty interesting, they're going to put uh, Black Lives Matter all over the court, and apparently they're going to let the players uh, put whatever name they want on the back of their jersey. So normally it usually has their name. It's going to have somebody else's name on the back of the jersey just to keep all this in our thoughts. Which at this point, I don't care. I think it's great. No, I mean, I, I think it's great, but I really don't care. I, I want sports. I just want sports so bad. But, I mean, these are things that I think we have to keep in our thoughts and, uh, and it's, you know, things have got to change. So, I think those are all good. Now, the New England Patriots. Done it again. Now, Cam Newton's been sitting there waiting to sign with somebody. And... My opinion, he got screwed by the Carolina Panthers. They released him so late. It's kind of like kind of what happened to Andy Dalton and the Bengals. Both of them got released so late. By the time they were free agents, there wasn't any starting quarterback positions open, you know, that we thought anyway. Now we all everybody, including myself. I see, okay, I'll put it this way. I would have been Beginning of free agency, I would have been shocked if New England didn't get somebody. I thought they would get Andy Dalton or they would get somebody. You know, I kept hearing Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton rumors going to New England. I did not think Brad Stenham was going to be their starting QB, but the more and more this offseason went, I'm like, all right, well, maybe he is. <laughs> well, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, I don't know if they stunned everybody because I really wasn't shocked by it, but they signed Cam Newton to a one-year contract. Newton signed for the veteran minimum, which I'll take this minimum wage. It's $1.5 million with incentives. If he reaches all the incentives, he, he could go up to $7.5 million. Now, people are like, I cannot believe it took Cam Newton this long to get a job, and that's just terrible, blah, blah. Okay, you got to look at it this way. One, like I said, Cam Newton got released really late. And by the time he got released, everybody else had their starting quarterbacks and New England, to New England's credit, like they always do, they will take flyers on veteran guys for one-year deals, cheap, trying to restart their career, or they just want to come in and get a ring, and then they'll go play, move on to somewhere else. This is exactly what this is. They signed Cam Newton. I mean, I think they have four, four quarterbacks now, and I think all four of them are making, to get combined, I think are making less than what, the Bucks are paying Tom Brady. So I know the national media narrative is the Bengals are cheap. The New England Patriots are really cheap. Now they do it and they win Super Bowls. So there's a big difference, but this is New England's way. And for people that are like, you know, this is bad for Cam. Cam should have been able to get a chance. The problem is Cam has been hurt for the last two years. He's had two shoulder surgeries and a foot injury. So nobody actually could knows how healthy he is for the money that Cam was wanting. That was probably Cam wanted, you know, $30 million. He wanted starting quarterback money. And I think Cam Newton has deserved it. I mean, he's had a very good career. But with the injuries he's had, he played, I think, eight games last year, if that, or less than that, maybe four games. With that going on and then the pandemic, and nobody could – um get him into their own doctors, their own facilities to check him out to see how healthy he actually is. Because all these contracts people have signed, nobody's checked any, no, haven't done any physicals. Now, all the free agents, the Bengals signed, they still haven't done a physical on one guy yet. So that was the biggest problem with Cam. Cam wanted all this money 
which, like I said, I, I think he had every right to try to get it. The problem was the two things. Two things went against him. He got released really late. Uh, by the time he got released, lots of court teams had quarterbacks. The pandemic hit, so nobody could check him out, see how he's how healthy he is or anything. But <laughs> this changes everything for the Patriots. If Cam Newton is healthy, and the thing is, people are like, "Oh, he's an inaccurate quarter. He can't throw." You know, if you look his his stats, is he throws the ball down 15 yards or more, his accuracy goes down. The Patriots don't throw the ball that far. So this is honestly, I think, is the perfect spot for Cam. Because he they're going to dink and dunk all the way down the field. If nothing's open because he's got nobody to throw to. That was Tom Brady's problem last year. He has nobody to throw to. Cam's going to run. And if Cam is healthy, Cam will run your ass over. <laughs> so Now, I'm not a big Cam Newton fan. I just... I think he's a great quarterback. Or I want to say I think he's a great athlete. To be a great quarterback, you got to be able to throw the ball. And I his just his accuracy over his eight year career has not been very good. He's more of a a, a he's not, not more of he is a running quarterback, and that's been one of his problems of why you know he's gotten injured. Because what's the saying goes, there's lots of young running run uh, young running quarterbacks. There's not a lot of old running quarterbacks. And right now, Cam's starting to get old. He's 31. I know, 31. That's old for for NFL, not for, like, you or me. But still. So, I think this is a great signing for New England. I can't stand it. Because <laughs> they always do something. And I, I kept thinking back in my mind, like, Cam's still out there. New England, I can see Belichick going with Stenham and saying, we're going to go with Stenham or we're moving on to Cincinnati or whatever. And trying to prove everybody wrong that he could win with them. But you got Cam, man. And got him on a one-year veteran uh, minimum uh, incentive deal. That's a that's a New England contract, plain and simple. So it'll be very interesting to see how Cam does this year. As you know, I help run Facebook groups around here, and one of them is called uh, Bearcat Country. And somebody posted this. I have no idea where they got this from, but I've heard there were sports talk shows talking about college sports and how they're going to move on and try to get a season in this year and trying to, everybody was trying to keep the travel down to a minimal because of the pandemic and all that. Well, this was a realigned conference. I don't know if it was just by states is how they did it. Excuse me. But this is where the Bearcats fall in this realigned COVID-19 pandemic uh, conference, which I actually, I actually like it. It would be the Akron Zips, Ball State, the Bearcats, Indiana, Kent State, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio U, Ohio State, Purdue, and Toledo. That's a pretty interesting um, conference. Now I know Ohio State and Indiana, Michigan, Michigan State are like, oh well, we're from the Big Ten. We don't need to be in these other little schools and blah blah blah. But I mean. I've said this for, I don't know, 20 years, at least in basketball. I really think it would be cool if the tri-state area here in Cincinnati, they would have a preseason tournament for basketball with, you know, Indiana, Purdue, Ohio State, um, OU, Kentucky, Louisville, UC Xavier. You can throw in uh, North Kentucky and a couple other, other schools too. 
we could put together a really good tri-state pre preseason basketball tournament. You know how they do like the preseason NIT or something like that. And that's kind of what this is. There's a lot of really good schools around here. And I know you see and all these guys like, oh, that'd be great. You know, football, Ohio State would win. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't see anybody touching them there. But as far as basketball goes, you got Michigan State, you got Michigan, you got UC. Those three, right? You got Indiana. As far as college basketball goes, that would be a pretty cool conference to watch those teams go at it and play. Now you got uh, Toledo and then Kent State and Miami, and you know they're they, they probably in any football, basketball, and the two big college sports. Those schools probably wouldn't do so good against uh, Ohio State, Michigan, Indiana, and UC, but. It'd still be an interesting thing to watch for at least one year, and it's an interesting concept. I don't see it happening because there is no um, commissioner of the NCAA, like as far as their conferences go. I mean, there are their own commissioners, their own rule makers, as far as the rules and the schedules and everything for their conferences. So I don't see this ever happening. Um, but. It is kind of interesting to talk about and to ponder if that would happen. So, yeah, lots of stuff going on while the week I was gone. Had a nice vacation, got to relax, chill out. My YouTube sub stayed at 597. Try to get that to 600 as fast as we can. And if you're listening to me on the podcast, do me a favor. Give me a five-star review, especially if you're on Apple Podcast. And, like I said before... I got Facebook groups that I help run. They are Bengals Nation, Bearcats Country, Reds Country, and Cyclones Country. We're getting so close to sports happening. I know Buster Only on ESPN said he gave baseball a 5% chance of starting and a 0% chance of ending. Now, I I want to preface this. I, I think I've had different dealings with the COVID-19 and I've learned a lot more about it than I ever wanted to. And I, by no means am I a doctor or anything like that. But there is a difference that I've seen, or not seen, that I've read from being positive and being sick. Because you can test positive and you show no symptoms or anything like that. And as far as I know, the only way to uh, spread it is to cough on somebody and then they got to put it to their hand. It's got to get on the face and they got to breathe it in. That's it. If you have the pandemic and you're not coughing, you're not seizing, you don't have a, a fever, I don't think you can spread it. So when baseballs come back and, and, and Buster say, oh, there's like a 5% chance it's going to start and zero, you know, 100% chance it's not going to end or, or you know, they're going to finish early. What I think we're going to find out here is that just because you have it in you, doesn't mean you can transmit it to somebody. Because, I mean, if you really go take a test and try to find out what kind of viruses you have in you, you're probably going to find more than one, you know? So, I'm by no means am I a doctor or anything. I'm just kind of trying to talk as logically as I can about this. That I, Not that I don't think it's bad. It's, it's bad. But I don't think it spreads as much. And if you, te- I just wish they would do a thing like you test, it's either you test positive or you don't. I was like, well... 
I mean, I can have the flu, and after I get done having the fever and everything, I can go around people because I can't, you know, I might not still feel that great because I'm recovering from the flu, but I still go around people. I'm, I'm not going to give it to them. And I kind of think that's the way this is. And like I said, there's people who test positive and they have no symptoms. So we're, I think we're going to find out a lot more about this pandemic with sports starting. Because I think they're going to figure out that you can do stuff and not spread it. I think you have to have, you know, cover your up your mask and everything. But anyway, this is, this is not sports. I don't really want to talk about this anymore. It's just something that I'm. they might figure out with sports coming and people in one area and hopefully find out some more information so we can hopefully get through this and get back to normal sometime soon. Other than that, it was great seeing you guys again. So happy to be back. I'll be back on tomorrow. That's just sports, baby. Tell all your friends about me. See you guys.